I am Michael Bigelow, and this is my friend. Uh, Roger. I bet friend is being a little bit, I don't know, maybe too much, huh? Okay, maybe this is my late. co-host. This is my co-host. <laughs> maybe that's laying on, laying it on a little thick. You're right. 20 uh, years yes, is, 20 years is maybe too short a time is, to apply the, the word fact friend. is... Yeah, correct. The fact is, we are Super Friends, and we're watching the Super Friends, um, and so it's it's just all lines up, and all the it does. the syzygy the syzygy of the planets are all lined up, and we're on episode two. What's the title of this one? The Baffles Puzzle. Uh, old uh, what's his face? Old Marvin. He's studying about photosynthesis, and he he wants to learn more, so he heads over to the local library um he uh and something weird happens the encyclopedias disappear they all disappear and there's some there's some bullshit in the background some dudes asking for something books about rocks and uh the fucking dog sneezing but he's not that worried about that he's worried that the encyclopedias disappeared um well then they (laughs) they go back What, what it turns out what we've learned is that um, uh, things keep vanishing, uh, specifically um, texts and um, uh, what else vanished? The encyclopedias vanished. Works of art, cultural things um, are vanish, um, and the yes, tokens of history, if you will, are history going away. Um, <laughs> And, um, so they, um, the, they band together, solve the mystery. Turns out there's a gentleman, not a, um, a villain, mind you, not a super villain, mind you, just a guy whose name is Baffle. And, uh, he is, um, he's composed a concoction that makes things vanish. Uh, but these two, I guess, lab assistants are involved as well. And, Dabney um, and Darby they are, are their names. Da- Dabney and Darby. We'll get more into them, uh, and they have and they end up kidnapping the um, uh, the super uh, the assistants. I don't. I forgot what they're called. I call I in my notes. I call them the super kids because it it's I, I abbreviate them to SKs because that is shorter than writing Wendy Marvin Wonder Dog. <coughs> Yeah, that's true, but ultimately, um, the the super super friends succeed and free the children and punish Dabney, uh, or Darby and Dabney, and uh, they um, that's it. They that's they it. manage to free them. So there's a lot there there are a lot of points in this episode, uh, and. I'll say this. This in this episode, I started identifying the parts of this that I like, the, like the parts of this show that I look forward to, and sure. the parts that I don't look forward to as much. I'm eager to hear what those what falls into each of those categories. Certainly. Um. So, looking at the overall plot here, there's a lot going on, as you said. The first thing I noticed, and this I will, I will, I think fully illustrate my, my corollary about the, the hierarchy of the Super Friends once we've gone more through this episode, but we start out, Batman and Robin are playing pool, Superman's reading, Aquaman's looking at the trouble alert. Wonder Woman's on the weird light up computer thing. Marvin is doing homework. And Robin is going to help him. And Batman's like, no. Marvin needs to learn on his own. Well, let's, Which is let's a weird thing right <laughs> out of the gate. Well, let's clarify what, what was happening. So... Marvin is reading is reading a book or he's in some kind of activity booklet 
And he comes into the Hall of Justice, which was called something else later. Um, and he goes, uh, he, he specifically asks, what's photosynthesis? Yes. Um, and then, <laughs> what's his face? Ro- Robin goes to tell him. Which certainly Robin, having you know fought Poison Ivy so many times, he's... He's there to offer some uh, some keen insights, and sure. you're right. Batman Batman goes, no, you cannot tell him what photosynthesis is. I think there's a fundamental misunderstanding. Maybe Batman thought he was completing an exam, and he yeah. was ask he was asking for you know cheating. But if he's studying, it's whether you read what photosynthesis is in a book or hear from someone. I mean, you're still learning, right? Yeah. Yeah. This this is one of the first examples of the seething contempt the Super Friends seem to have for Marvin, Wendy, and Wonder Dog. Because after Batman tells Robin not to tell Marvin what photosynthesis is, Wonder Woman's like, hey... Why don't you fuck off out of here to the library with Wendy? We don't want you here, essentially. She doesn't say in those exact words, but she wants him gone. Well, you that you bring up another point, which is one of the things, and maybe we need to make this a segment. What are the things that we like and what are the things that we don't like? One of the things that I like is the fact that these Justice League members are endlessly um hating on each other uh it 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 is a constant flow of interrupting (laughs) interrupting each other and putting each other down and saying no that won't work namely uh the the very beginning so we learn that there's a a pool table in the hall of justice and um uh batman is playing pool he manages to shoot pool and uh get all the balls in all the pockets and uh robin goes well that was amazing uh batman and then batman goes it's not so amazing robin it was only 15 balls it's like that you know i i I see your show of support and positivity and i reject it and i say you're the dummy you're the dummy for thinking that I could, that any that this would be hard for anyone. <laughs> well, here's I, I think this is as good a time as any to sort of talk about what I have noticed <clears throat> about the dynamics of the Super Friends. Superman, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. In the previous episode, shit all over Batman and his stupid fucking car. Batman takes that negativity, turns it on Robin. Robin, in turn, turns it on Wendy Marvin and Wonder Dog. It's a real vicious cycle of just everyone shitting on the lower person on the totem pole. (laughs) We call it the justice cycle. And in that sense, in that sense... Any kind of hijinks or any kind of tr- like you know trouble or issues that their hijinks cause is completely justified. Is a hundred percent justified because of the <laughs> pain and suffering that they're inflicting down the line. Um, well, anyway, that's what I liked about it. Not because I I think it's good to do that, but because I've never seen that before. I've never seen I've never seen the Justice League. So hateful to each other, um, let alone in a children's show. Anyway, so um, another note that I made was at some point Marvin makes an innocuous joke and uh, Wendy goes, Marvin, please. Like she full on pleads with him to, to stop making terrible jokes. Um or may, maybe it was that they were in the um, the library and she wanted she wanted everyone to be quiet even though she was speaking at full volume. But the, the this once he leaves the Hall of Justice 
as per Batman's instruction to fuck off and go to the library. Um, he is reading about photosynthesis and the, uh, the next element, the most puzzling element of this whole episode for me is introduced. And that is almonds. Almonds. Yep. Almonds. They um, talk about the smell of almonds. I think more than any other piece of media I have ever seen. <laughs> I, I'm pu- I'm puzzled, and you know this will be revealed as we go through. But there is a link between um, the criminal occurrences and almonds. I can't tell if it's the smell of almonds or if it is synthesized almonds. Either way, um, the dog Wonder Dog has a crippling allergy to almonds, and which makes me think, furiously. It makes me think that this solution that Professor Baffles has made, Mister Mergen is his name in real life. Somehow they call him Professor Baffles, but I, for a long time I thought they were saying Mister Merkin, which would make him Mister Pubic Wig. Which I thought was very funny. Anyway. Unless in the world of the Super Friends, something smelling like something you're allergic to makes you also sneeze. What We have to assume that almonds are a part of what Professor Baffles has made. Otherwise, it makes no sense that they would, it would make Wonder Dog sneeze. Either, either, yeah, because if it was synthesized almond smell, then he, it wouldn't have had an allergic trigger. Which also, isn't, don't nut allergies cause like anaphylactic shock versus like sneezing? No one sneezes with a nut allergy, right? I don't know. I don't know, because I know there are degrees to which a person can be allergic to something. You can have a minor For allergy sure. or a major allergy. So maybe, I've just never heard. I don't know. I've just never heard of someone going, oh no, don't get me around a peanut, I'll sneeze. Normally it's, oh, I'll die. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't know. But either way, the almonds, the almond smell, either this old fucking dude smells like almonds, or whatever this concoction he makes has almond extract in it, but that is the key. Um, and the, uh, encyclopedias have disappeared well what's the next thing we do we go and the super friends decide to patrol the um the library luckily enough uh my favorite part here is that there's a river next to the museum (laughs) yep and aquaman can do laughs he's just hanging out in the river next to the museum He asks the marine life in the river about any suspicious activity. And then Ted Baxter, or Ted Knight rather, the narrator says, and is informed there has been none. Which makes Aquaman feel particularly useless here. He's swimming (laughs) in this river that just happens to be next to the library. And... What a... What a convenient river. Oh, no. And... Oh, we're at the American Museum now. I thought. Oh, because so wait, did they... The, the encyclopedias no, right. are missing. And then yeah. Professor Baffles sends oh. this you know, message saying, I'm going to steal correct. these French lithographs from the American correct. Museum. You're correct. There where was there a, was a river uh, for Aquaman. Yeah, there was a warning. Now... This is also, uh, yeah, I, I did. I skipped a step. This is also a thing where every time the junior super friends have discovered essentially what is the way to solve this mystery, they never say anything. Wendy um, does a few times and is under her breath, she mumbles. Shut down. No, there's a point <laughs> where l- later on, when we get to it, I'll point it out. Robin essentially essentially shuts her down like, hey, Wendy, shut up. 
Which, again, goes to... <laughs> everyone's mean to Batman. Batman's mean to Robin. Robin's mean Robin. to... She puts it out to Wendy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. I skipped. So, yeah, there was the um, uh, alarm. There, there was the threat. And then they, they go there. Uh, just real quick about the uh, convenient river. I also like the fact that after <laughs> Uncle Man asks this fish, the fish shakes his... Shakes his head left and right as in to say no. No, man. I'm sorry, Aquaman. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's just normal. It's just normal, normal river shit going on here. Rivers. And I'm wondering if we're going to see some more of these conveniently uh, placed rivers. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank God there was a river right next to this Phew. busy city, this busy city uh, building. Um, I hope anyway, for Aquaman's so, sake, at some point there's an episode with some water-based crime, like a criminal fish or something. Yeah, to that, really let him takes, shine. That takes place mostly in the in the river, um, or in the water. Yeah. So there was another moment I sh- I should have written better note on this, but they they specifically talk about like. Uh, there's a point where they say something like, well, we can't, um, they say something like, well, what is that? Uh, something about being dumb. And then they go, especially Wonder Dog, like indicating that he's the dumbest one. Like, yeah. you know what? I promise I'll look this up because this, I think it fits into the cycle of abuse. But someone says something to the effect of, uh, you know, uh, uh, him being the dumbest one. Uh, and yet, and yet, um, <laughs> Batman, now for two episodes, I, I feel like we, we can't call him the world's greatest detective in this series. Is that fair? No. No, I actually point out later on in my notes, the only member of this entire team who does any detective work is Wendy. Wendy is the only person who is putting things together. (laughs) Batman Batman does a lot of um, uh, scolding and uh, putting people down. But as far as detective work, he does the opposite. He... He stops detective work from happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll have none of your pattern recognition here, Wendy. <laughs> so, um, next thing we know, these lithograms, lithographs, what was it? Lithographs. Lith- lithographs. What does that mean? Uh, it's kind of like posters i guess it's where you i think it's like screen it's printing tie-dye? yeah why didn't they if just we ever have listeners printing. they're going to be very annoyed at our inability to to <laughs> especially if they're in the lithograph uh, community define what a lithograph is especially yeah especially if that's their bread and butter oh, oh man there's such a huge crossover between super friends fans and lithographers that's, Certainly, I mean, there has to be. That Venn diagram is essentially a circle. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so they have um, they have lost. They they the thing disappears right in front of them, um, and they don't know how "quote unquote" the baffle is um, is doing this. Uh, he's stealing the stuff. They think he's stealing. Uh, this this cultural stuff, and uh, they just can't they can't even figure out how it's happening. Yeah, and so they regroup at the Hall of Justice. Sometimes they call it the Hall of the Justice League, which is a lot more cumbersome. <laughs> I prefer just yeah. just say Hall of Justice. That's what everyone calls it. The Hall of the Justice League. Yeah, and then this is where Robin shuts down Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. Because they talk about, oh, hey, there's the smell of almonds that's at all of these places. Maybe that's something. And Robin's like, hey, we don't care about your dumb dog's allergy. 
<laughs> How about this? How about stuff a big handful of almonds down its goddamn throat? We don't. We don't. We have important superhero stuff to do. We don't care if your dog lives or dies. There's, there's never an apology either when it nope. turns out when it turns out that the almond thing was the key to it's everything. The key. <laughs> they never say like, "Oh, sorry, we doubted you." It's just Whoops. like whatever. <laughs> we would have figured it out eventually, idiot. So this um, is where Professor Baffles makes the demand for a million dollars, and then this Colonel Colonel Wilcox shows he cannot differentiate female voices because Wendy says something and goes, "Wonder Woman, is that you?" <laughs> Sure. Well, who could back then? Because we're going to get into some other uh, very interesting uh, gender stuff <laughs> later, later on in these ups. Um, but yeah, uh, and then so uh, they th- there's a third instance, right? Oh no, it's the money. They uh, they've got the money, and they are trying to transport five million dollars or something like that. And, uh, but they're going to give 1 million. If, if they don't give him the 1 million, the 5 million disappears. Yeah. Give 1 but, million to save five. Feels like a no brainer. Yeah. But guess what? There is another group of crooks that have names. Uh, I think one was named Rudy. One is uh, named Rudy. And, and they, they, it's a very crookish name. And, uh, they are tracking this cash. Uh, and they facilitate some of my favorite Superman's lines. Or the fir- my first, uh, my favorite Superman line. Yeah, I think I know the you line you're talking it. about. You can say it. Okay, let me find it here. Well, I mean, I have it. You you go for it because I have so many uh, the, pages the, of notes. The criminal the criminal says um, they'll be so surprised when all the money is gone. And Superman says, you'll be surprised at who's going to be surprised, which is such a, such a complex form of wordplay. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> you'll be surprised at who's going to be surprised. And, and he does the, this he, a couple times. He calls, the, he calls the criminal by name, too. Yeah. You'll be surprised at who's going to be surprised. No. He says it first. Rudy comma you'll be surprised at who's going to be surprised <laughs> which but i don't know if it's to... because he used his super hearing to hear the other criminal call him rudy or if he has history with rudy is with rudy, rudy just some criminal who's always doing schemes on superman's turf it might he might be and they have that sort just... of mutual respect that occurs <laughs> i think he over just wants years. to be a he just wants to be a part of the guys. He just wants to be one of the guys because his current is, you know what, uh, you know, as much as these, um, these crooks are not up to some good things, they have a much healthier relationship, much healthier friendship than any of Superman's. That's true. I want to remind Uh, you and anyone listening to this, the first time we see Superman, he's, wrestling marvin they're wrestling which now that i know that they have this kind of weird relationship gets so much worse although i will say superman shits all over the batmobile you don't really see him actively being a dick to wendy marvin and wonder dog sure but part of that is because he's just has so many other things to do which there's another moment like that later. Anyway, so um, I think that they ma- right they manage to avoid uh, the thing right. So there's um, oh no, they think they manage to do it right. Yeah, there because there's this whole sequence where they put the money or whatever on an armored truck. Batman follows it in the Batmobile. Superman's flying above. Wonder Woman is doing a patrol. Aquaman swimming somewhere nearby. 
Oh, because they're taking it to a boat. They're taking it to a ship. Then Aquaman's got his eye on the Thank ship. Thank God. Thank right? God they're taking it to a ship. Yeah. And so the Ruby and his place. friends put a put a bulldozer <laughs> in the middle of the tunnel. They do. But the super friends, they they stop this. But it's all for naught. They, because once everything is on the boat, they, oh, before that, the bulldozer guys and Rudy and friends and everyone, Superman drops them off by cops who look like they are wearing Nazi uniforms. Did you notice that? Sure. Because they weren't blue, they were gray. They looked like Nazi uniforms. Yeah, blue blue is police, typically. Um, brown is deputy, typically. Gray? Mm, security guard or paramilitary. Uh, also, after he drops them off, they say, Thank you, Superman. And he goes, It's always a pleasure to be in service to the law. Which, I don't know if I, this one made me like this episode specifically made me on the not to mix universes, but this kind of made me not a fan of the Sokovia Accords. <laughs> Cause I'm like, Oh no. Are they just a tool? Are they, are they, are they the government tool? And we'll learn all about that later. Um, but this leads to a very important moment that is, extremely confusing to me and that is and that is they uh they managed to capture wonder dog wendy or they by they i mean the baffle right he manages to capture or somehow they get how do they get transported there wait first uh they're on the boat they're on the they're on this boat. Oh, they... one more one more thing, one more thing. Did you notice Batman's um insignia magically disappearing? Yep. Yep. <laughs> the lot much, of, lot of cut. How much do you think they spent on this show? 1 1.3,000. <laughs> because you would think if when I don't know where they got this animated, I don't know if they sent it out somewhere, but that you get it back and you're you're watching to do a quality control check, I imagine, or to edit things, you see that Batman's bat insignia is gone for a noticeable amount of time. You'd think you'd be you would think it would be worth it. To send it back and be like, hey, can you fix this? But Warner Brothers is like, nah. These dumb kids won't notice. I think that's exactly it. They know this is for kids because it actually, uh, it happens two times. They zoom in, they zoom out, they zoom in, they zoom out. And um, I'm I'm almost, since this is the, the third, the second episode they made of this, part of me thinks they just didn't care they're like what yeah. kid is gonna i feel like we're older than the than the target for this yeah but that's probably. okay um and so uh, after that continuity error uh they they find or the baffle what's he do so after superman drops the bad guys off with the nazis we go to the the ship where the armored car went with the stuff. Uh, Wendy Marvin and Wonder Dog are on the lookout for Professor Baffles, and Marvin starts talking about an imprisoned American scientist. I don't know what he was talking about. No, he that that was horseplay. So, um, is that were, what that was? They were pretending. They were doing a pretend. And okay. uh, Marvin was trying to get 
the Wonder Dog. So basically, while they're on this boat, Marvin thinks it's a good time to play make believe and uh, jump and hang, you know, jump down a tube on a thing because they're trying to, they're pretending to rescue a scientist. Um, which yeah. it, it almost seems like Wonder Dog does it to humor um, Marvin, which is a little sad. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Wonder Dog feels a sense of responsibility for Marvin. There, Marvin is something of a burden. <laughs> His responsibility is very much a um, uh, uh, of mice and men variety. Yeah, absolutely it is. <laughs> it's leading it's to not, a very dark episode of The Super Friends. <laughs> It's it's not it's not like and really, you know, this this is the first time we've brought this up because I mean they're essentially a copy of of Scooby-Doo and Shaggy. Um but the problem with Scooby-Doo and Shaggy is that they're very clearly best friends uh who share a lot of interests and they have similar um competencies. This is not the case. Um, with Marvin and Wonder Dog. I get the feeling that Wonder Dog is wearing his cape to humor Marvin. I don't think Wonder Dog necessarily has an interest in going into superheroics. But he's like, hey, Marvin needs a lot of help. I guess it's falling to me. I'll do this. For him, which, even though which in this a way, is not what I want to be doing. Which, in a way, makes Wonder Dog the most heroic person in the whole team. It really does. As he's sparing this uh, sad uh, person's feelings. Either way, they're doing make-believe, and um, Wonder Dog gets... A seri- he almost gets seriously hurt, uh, and yes. he gets rescued by... <laughs> he gets rescued by Aquaman, who chastises him for leaving buckets around yeah which he didn't someone was cleaning the deck and he tripped on it aquaman Clearly is scolding bring the wrong individual but i couldn't tell i mean it's just, he, he said it so dryly i couldn't tell if it was an actual if if he was just trying to joke around or if it was an actual like if he thought it was being genuine you you can't sure. tell you can't with any of these insults after that is when we learn some revealing things about the baffle. We know that he doesn't actually seem to know anything about rocks. Because yeah, Wendy, Wendy mentions one and he thinks it's a bird. Well, oh, yeah. So he's on the ship. And uh, yeah, they find... Which no one thinks is suspicious. No, <laughs> this guy is showing Wendy... up in all the places where things go missing and no one goes you know what it's weird that this guy's here all the time do do we need to bring up cedric cedric right and he looks very much like cedric cedric there's maybe just be aware of an old guy hanging out around crime scenes. old english you know erudite like people yeah uh yeah but what what she does is she sets a yeah she sets a linguistic trap for him and she says oh what do you think about this and he calls it a bird turns out it's a rock and that's how she knows he's the he's the um the one that is responsible for this stuff um and meanwhile batman is just uh i don't know what he's doing just insulting people i'll tell you what he's doing when superman discovers that the money has disappeared batman completely unalarmed says i suggest we investigate which feels like a dumb thing to say yeah batman that's why we're here someone had to say it (laughs) meanwhile the Wendy is investigating. And, yeah, she's um, the only detective on the team. Only one. I can't remember, though. How, how did they get to the lab? So, let's see. Let's see what my notes say. So, Wendy's suspicious of Mr. Mergen, Baffles, 
because he misidentified the rock as a bird. She also mentions that he smells like almonds. Again, she's the only person doing any sort of detective work. The only person making connections. She also they chase him, but he disappears. Also, want to point out at the the time that she discovers that he smells like almonds and doesn't know anything about rocks, she has solved the mystery. Yeah, she's she's done. She's done it. Instead of just ending it there, they check the vault for money. The guard's like, no way. No one could have gotten in there. He basically tells Superman he's wrong. And then Robin, incensed, says, Superman is never mistaken, sir. And then, (laughs) so they go in. Nothing is there. Except Aquaman smells almonds. And Robin remembers Wendy mentioning almonds, but then doesn't really follow up. It's more of an anecdote yeah. than oh. a, uh, a clue. Yeah. Wendy talked about almonds earlier. Huh. Go figure. That's it. <laughs> Goodbye. I guess the boat was in port or something because Wendy and Marvin are following Wonder Dog's nose. And he leads them hilariously to pizza rather than the criminal. And then he rearranges the pepperoni into an arrow to point at baffles. So the the very first episode, we learn that there is a uh, an alien who has taken on a uh, a famous cop. Uh, from Scotland Yard and is using this identity to steal energy and he's doing it because he's trying to save his planet and so he's you know they the whole thing is more a misunderstanding than him being a, a criminal this one so what baffle or what's the name Mr. M- Mr. Mer- Mergen I still don't what is baffle then is that his alias? I think that's... Yeah, it's his alias. Professor Baffles. Uh, and so, what we learn is that Professor Baffles is on a personal campaign to eliminate history and culture because he is fed up with humanity and their atrocities and he has decided that the only way forward is to get rid of all recorded history and give the earth a clean a clean slate. So, and what I find fascinating is the show then posits that Darby and Dabney using this to just get money is somehow worse than Baffles trying to wipe out all of history and culture. That, and therein lies the issue, the biggest issue I have with this episode. Because the way that they're drawn, it is very clear that Dabney and Darby, who again, they're these they're very large and they talk like gangsters, but they're dressed in lab assistant equipment. I don't know how they got this job working for a, a you know, a genius chemist, but Look, they're white guys in the seventies. You know, you could just do whatever just you wanted at that. Put time. in an a- put in an application. So it is implied that they are pulling the strings on stealing. Like they're the ones that are using his tirade, his campaign, to get money out of it. And at that point, it becomes uh, Doc Professor Baffles and the junior friends junior super friends against darby and dabney but you are correct what professor baffles was trying to do is pretty horrifying yeah it's way (laughs) worse way worse it's much worse because the thing is if if wendy and marvin and wonder dog hadn't shown up uh, Darby and Dabney weren't hurting anyone. They were just 
stealing money. If anything, if anything, they are justified in trying to get a little bit of money to uh, make their lives slightly better before this psychopath destroys all of culture. I mean, honestly, if I was a, a, a big old a seven-foot lab assistant and the professor that I worked for was like, I'm destroying all of recorded history, I would do the absolutely the same thing. I would say, okay, let me get some money out of this because this is all... This is all going to be gone soon. I do, thinking through Baffles' plan, if you were to go about trying to make all of, all cultural artifacts disappear, picking the encyclopedia at just a single library library that happens to be the one closest to the Hall of Justice seems like a real dumb way to start. Sure. And there are other copies of encyclopedias. You're not actually accomplishing any part of your goal. I I specifically have a a note that says uh, Dabney and Darby bad guys? Question mark. (laughs) Because I don't know if that's the case. But we know that they are the bad guys because um, there's a moment that leads into my favorite line, which is uh, he, Professor Baffles, enters uh, the room that they're holding the junior super friends with ice cream. And Wendy says, uh, what you're doing is terrible. And Dr. Baffles replies, bringing you ice cream, (laughs) which I thought was actually... Pretty solid. That's a pretty solid joke. That is pretty solid. Um, are, are they're quick to use Dabney and Darby as a scapegoat. Uh, they manage to get in some kind of tussle with them because um, he keeps forgetting that he has vials of this. Um, yeah, and that comes into play stuff later. On him. Which, if you if you have a chemical that makes things disappear. You probably want to keep it in a, in a, a more secure container than just a glass tube. Well, with except a cork as in it. we learn, glass appears to be the only substance immune. That's true. How's it to the solution? So how how are they keeping it contained with, in like, glass? Does it, does it have a glass stopper? It must. How's that? It's secure? usually like a fancy crystal decanter, probably just you know with the glass stopper yeah anyway there's plenty of other uh things that are wrong here but bottom line is they uh try to get wonder dog out the window they darby and dabney are present some issues doing that given what we've talked about about the relationships among the members of the super friends when they tell Wonder Dog to jump out the window, do you think they're asking him to go for help, or they just want to get rid of him? I think both a little bit. Is it like, hey, either he dies or he gets help, either way, we win. That's And that's a bold move for Marvin, because Wonder Dog is essentially his, uh, his caretaker. caretaker. Because Wendy, Wendy, she would be his caretaker, but I, it's clear that... Uh, Wendy's mostly just suffering silently. I mean, she she she's mostly just complaining about the stuff. So, yeah, I think there's an element of they don't care how how many stories up. If he dies, he dies. I I I think that there probably was an element of that. Um, but they managed to make the they poured the the serum on the floor, made the floor disappear, and allowed the dog to jump out the window. Um, which led to something that happened in the first episode uh, and is, I guess, going to be a regular thing. And that is more dog charades. Yep. And you'd think if it happens as often as it seems to, they would be better at it. I did want to point out when he does this, he sneezes 
And Robin, showing no patience for this, says, Wonder Dog, this is no time to catch a cold. How fucking dare you get sick at a time like this, you stupid dog. But regardless, he uh, he must do charades. And he does much worse in this round of charades, I think, than the first time we saw. I, I, I you know, I'm not dumb. I understand that this is a, uh, a, um, a reference to the show Lassie which was a, a, a very popular show. And so, um, you know, I, I get that's what this is. I'm a little bit worried that this is going to be in every episode because uh, I'm not a fan. It's also interesting that throughout this, the, this round of charades, when the Super Friends do figure out what he's trying to say, this is when they finally put together the almonds thing. This is where they finally think, oh, you know what? This almond smell might be part of this. They've been dancing around it for a while, but this is where they finally say, there's a link here, which is insane that it's taken them <laughs> what, this long. What do almonds smell like? I, I can't. I, I don't even remember. They smell like almonds, mostly. They, they seem like the least fragrant nut. D- Darby and Dabney are actually manage to fool each of the super friends, right? They misdirect them to go to different areas. Um, I forget which all the areas were, but Superman goes to a balloon in the sky where there is the first appearance of kryptonite, everyone's favorite element. And um, he is knocked unconscious by this kryptonite. Wonder Woman gets trapped in a hole. Yep, just falls down a slide, can't get up. (laughs) And then Batman, I don't forget where they are. Batman and Robin get stuck in a cave, and Aquaman gets... Trapped under a submarine. But while all that is happening, we see Wendy Marvin, Wonder Dog, and Professor Baffles in a stuck in a ticket booth at a carnival that I guess Darby and Dabney own or run or something. They're familiar with the location of this. Yeah, they were involved with this carnival, I think. Because no one else is there. Baffles says, hey, this is my fault. And I believe it's Wendy says, there's no time for fault finding. I think there's some time for fault finding. It absolutely is Professor Baffle's fault. And he should wrestle with that guilt some. This is the second time that Darby and Dabney have uh, have locked them up without checking to see if he has a vial of this stuff. Oh, well... So the first time, they weren't really locked up, right? This time, if I were Darby and Dabney, I would have checked to make sure that he didn't have any. You have to frisk your prisoners. You just have to. It's it's yeah. bad guy 101. But I think, don't they escape the ticket booth and then they end do. up in the They do. They dissolve cage? the wall. They, yeah, they, because Wendy's like, if only we had your disappearing serum and baffles is like oh yeah i do have some funny i'm glad you asked i never would have thought of this it's great that he has some so they disappear the wall darby and dabney then uh put them into the chimp the monkey cage uh and they make a some a comment that says when they said some monkeys are better than no monkeys at all uh, which I thought was very poetic. And also untrue in, I think, most circumstances. It's rare that I've been like, I wish I had at least some monkeys here. I, I do want to go back really quickly to Batman and Robin getting stuck in the cave because Batman says a pretty great line because Robin says, holy hobgoblins, it's dark, or something along those lines, and Batman says, Instead of calling upon hobgoblins, Robin, try calling upon your bat light. Robin 
And then Robin goes like, oh yeah, as though it did not occur to him to use the flashlight he has in the dark. This also implies that Batman doesn't have a flashlight. If Batman had thought of that idea, he should have just turned his flashlight on. He specifically he specifically used this moment to say, Robin, you're dumb. And this comment you made is stupid. You need to stop talking about goblins and turn on a flashlight. The, the toxicity of this super team is plain to see. How did Superman escape from his uh, kryptonite um, coma? He kicked, while unconscious, kicked the kryptonite out of the balloon basket. Now, was that not just the turbulence of the balloon basket? Maybe, but the way they animated his leg movement, it sure looked intentional. But then they made it clear that he was unconscious. So, maybe his legs have minds of their own when he is unconscious? It's difficult to say. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. Is when Superman's asleep, his legs are always going. Da, 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 da. They're just flying around. Just kicking They're shit just around. Flying around. Um, but this leads into the most toxic and my favorite line of the whole uh, episode, which was, and I think it's Superman, after he recovers, he goes, Oh, I, I was tricked by the these criminals and if they tricked me then they trick the others too yep <laughs> which was a very clear way of saying i am the smartest one of this whole team and if i fell prey certainly these other these dumbos they couldn't stand a chance yeah and you know what though harsh as that is he's not wrong so then later on we hear the first <laughs> I had to pause it cuz Wonder Woman calls it the Hall of the Justice League which really threw me off. Yep. Um and Michael, I'm going to let you describe how they finally get word that they are uh trapped. How the the Junior Super Friends get word to the Ultimate Super Friends that they've been trapped. They this is very weird to me. They th <laughs> they throw a vial of disappearing liquid onto again, a fire. Again, this is the this is the <coughs> the third time that they have tried to hold this scientist captive. Yes. And he goes, "Ah yes, I have a third small vial." Yeah, where is he keeping it? Where is he keeping this that he just has a seemingly unlimited supply? So yeah, he they throw the solution onto the fire and create smoke, which is weird to me because they're not putting the fire out, presumably. They are making the fire disappear. Which seems to me shouldn't create smoke. But it does. It creates almond smoke. If they wanted to create smoke, they shouldn't have thrown anything on the fire. Because it fire was already goes, doing that. It was already doing that. Which makes me think that the elixir itself must have almond properties in it. Sure. And, that's, and so the implication is that. But the problem is, if you throw it on fire, the fire disappears. There's no more flame to yeah. affect the you smoke. Have, you have ceased combustion. The, the other problem is, f fire has is not an object. It is not. Yeah. It is not paper. Uh and it, it is, in fact, a chemical reaction. So they're dumping a catalyst on a chemical reaction. He shouldn't have known what that was going to do. 
I mean, he was like, oh, I guess we'll just make it disappear. Um, but yes, uh, this this moment that causes more questions than answers um, somehow infuses the smoke with almond. Luckily, the super friends are nearby. The, he smells almond smoke. And also, luckily, it was lucky for them that Darby and Dabney decided to have a campfire. That yeah. was a... It was a real stroke of luck. Yeah. Uh, And so they find it. They go. Superman just beats these two guys to death. Probably. Oh, I'm missing Marvin specifically, Marvin wants to kill them. He says something about using the disappearing solution on them specifically. And... This is the best idea that there's been. And Wendy talks him down. I also wrote down, um, Wendy needs to lay off Marvin. Because at first it was like, oh, he's an idiot and she needs to, you know, help him. But the, the energy that she puts into chastising him, it's almost like, are, is she getting something out of this? Out of this relationship of being... Like, she she is just so annoyed all the time with him. Just yeah. leave him alone. Just 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 stop Again, talking to him. Just... It goes to that hierarchy. Robin is a dick to her. She's yeah. a dick to Marvin. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, there's there because the first round wasn't enough. There is a second round of dog charades. Yep. Uh, and, uh, this one also goes quite stupidly, uh, until they realize what the dog is asking. They go and they, um, find it and they find them and and they free them. So some final thoughts about this episode. Um, Dr. Baffles needs to be, or Professor Baffles should have gone to jail. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did he learn some kind of lesson besides don't let two big oafish gangsters uh, get in the way? Well, he did say something about how humanity is terrible. History has made us bad. And Batman, famous for looking on the bright side of things, says, you know what? But life is also pretty wonderful sometimes. And presumably that's enough to make Baffles abandon his war on history and culture. <laughs> A war on humanity itself. He wants, he literally said he wants to hit the reset button. Yeah, on... he, he needs to stand trial at the Hague. He is just, a monster. Worst, so far, he's the worst villain in this or any other uh, um, Justice League yeah. properties. Yeah. <laughs> and they think uh, he's just some doddering old man. Uh, you know what we need? We need a rating system. We haven't rated we these episodes. So let's each say what, what we what our favorite part of the episode was, and uh, we'll give it a rating. Sure. I would say... My favorite part of the episode is Batman shaming Robin for calling on hobgoblins. I really enjoyed how he put him in his place. It's like, hey, Robin, you're a fucking idiot. Turn on your flashlight. Why are you talking about hobgoblins? I would give this episode probably three hobgoblins out of five. I think there's some fun stuff going on. A lot of really great quotes from the Super Friends, but they don't they don't sufficiently grapple with the horror of Baffles' attempted crime. No, they they did not. I'll say my favorite part of this. Which is um, of this episode has to be the 
slow, blank expression and un- unenthusiastic head shake back and forth of that fish whenever uh, <laughs> whenever Aquaman asked him what was going on. Aquaman doesn't have a relationship with all of these animals. He can just talk to them. That fish was busy doing something. And then Aquaman comes and he's like, hey, what, uh, what's been up? And this fish is just like, I don't know. Do I have to tell you? Like, you just speak fish. I think, what I suspect is, in addition to being the king of the seas, Aquaman is a well-known and presumably well-liked figure. He's like the Tom Hanks of the ocean, where if he comes up to you and asks you a question, you're a little bit confused as to why he's asking you specifically, but you also want to be of help. But what does he do for them? That's a good question. I guess <laughs> they... I guess it keeps things keeps the wheels moving in the ocean. <laughs> I I would like to see him do more to support fish. Because he's always yeah. asking them to do stuff and they're just they're happy to do it. They you know feel deputized. Yeah. Um, but there should be an episode I where just, he's like helping a whale move or something, or driving a right. fish to the airport. Well, have you seen the boys? I haven't. Oh well, that's one of the things they play around with in that. Anyway, so my rating for this episode, I give it three, three out of five almonds. Um, the episode before this, I would have given two out of five almonds. Um, yeah, I do agree that this is a slight improvement over the first one. This one, um, and, you know, one would just be, I guess, completely unwatchable. Zero would be completely unwatchable, I guess. Yeah. Um, but this one, yeah, I give it a three three out of five almonds. So now that we've rated it, imagine you are the one of the writers. Warner Brothers comes to you and says, hey... Something has happened. We have to complete this whole story of this episode in five minutes. You have one act to to solve this mystery. What would you change in the story to solve the whole thing in a single act? What would you change? Or what would um, you have happen? I would change... The camera angle, because of course we see Professor Baffles or trying. He the first time we see him, he says, "I'd like a book." He's a, a random guy at the library. He says, "I'm a a rock person. I, I like rocks, and I would like a book on this or that." Um, if we could just see where he went next, that would pretty much wrap it up. That would, yeah. Uh, we didn't. Probably we better. didn't see that. We didn't see it because of the violent sneezing of the dog that sure. uh, bothers everyone. So I think that's what I would say. Just pull the camera out a little bit more, and uh, they would know right away. Done. Yep, that's the that's the guy. Yeah. What would you change? So what I would when Wendy and Marvin and Wonder Dog say, "Oh, there was a smell of almonds at the crime scene." I would have the super friend. I would have Robin instead of saying, "Hey, that's dumb. Get out of here with that shit." I'd have him say, "You know what? That's the only lead we have. Let's look at that. This old guy also smells like almonds. There's probably a connection. Done. They solve it immediately. Have them use basic, basic detective skills. <laughs> and you know what I think, and this is my final thought on this one. This show probably was one of the earliest iterations of the Dora the Explorer format. Where, um, you know how Dora the Explorer goes, um, what, which way did the monkey go? Or she sure. says, where can I find a lasso? And all the, all the kids point to the screen. They go, oh, it's yeah. in the corner, it's in the corner. This is for tiny, um, you know, six-year-old kids... I'm, I don't know how ages work. They're watching the TV and uh, they go, 
after the dog is sneezing his almonds, they get the chance to be a little junior detective and go, huh, he was sneezing a lot of almonds. The sad thing is that bringing the mystery down to the level of children makes it so that Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, and Aquaman are the worst possible role models. Yeah. Because they are they are quite dumb. Yeah, it really flies in the face of what the what the opening theme says, which is created from the cosmic legends of the universe, the Super Friends. They are supposed to be the very greatest in the universe and they display a real crime-solving incompetence. Indeed. Throughout. But you know what? They they love to riff and rib each other. Uh, and you got to do that. Oh, my other favorite thing to point out is that there's a um, there's a pool table in the hall of Ju- in the hall of the yeah. Justice League. <laughs> I know I mentioned that we mentioned that earlier, but it's canon that there's a pool table. There's a pool table. It's kind of where everyone is. Which, if there's a pool table, I imagine there's probably a foosball table, air hockey. Yeah. Maybe a papa shot as well. Thank you.